Shalom to everyone. In this week's parsha, parsha Vayishlach, in the beginning of the parsha, we see it is dominated by Yaakov, Yaakov's famous encounter with Esav. Yaakov is walking towards Esav, and Esav is coming to him with four hundred soldiers. And Yaakov has a little prayer to Hakadosh Baruch and he says, "Hatzileni na miyad achi miyad Esav." So the question is, what's pshat? that he has to say this duplicate Lashon, please save me from the hand of my brother, the hand of Esav. What's the idea of this repetitive language to describe Esav? He should have said, just save me from Esav, or save me from my brother. What's the significance of both of these terms? So many Mitharshim are bothered with this question. Rashi already says that it means, Hatzileni na, please protect me and save me from my brother, who acts towards me like Esav Elasha. Rabbeinu Bechaye has another malach, and he says, Please save me right now from my brother. And I can see in generations to come from Esav, whoever Esav represents, please protect our future generations, the Jewish people, from Esav. However, I want to share with you a very, very famous Beis Alevi on the Torah. The Beis Alevi explains that Yaakov was fearful of two different dangers posed by Esav. One was that Esav would act with with uh, anger and 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 he would actually harm physically harm Yaakov physically, and he's scared of that threat for the physical survival. But there's another danger that Chazal teach us, and the Beis Halevi is saying is far more dangerous, and that is that Esav would now act with brotherless, like a brother towards Yaakov, with love and will be his friend. Yaakov did not want Esav to negatively influence Yaakov's family by the two having a friendly relationship. As we know, the famous Rambam that we spoke about previously, that a, per- a person is affected by the people he's close to. Thus, Yaakov, now we understand, was davening to interestingly enough, First, he was davening, please save me from my brother, just in case he does act to me like a brother and is close to me. I'm scared of the spiritual effects that can have on me as being close to him, like a brother. On the other hand, please also protect me if he starts fighting with me. With this, the Beis Alevi comes to explain another question. Later on, it also says that it also has a duplicate Lashon. It says, Vayira Yaakov Meoid Vayetzer Lo. What's Vayira Yaakov Vayetzer Lo? That means Yaakov was afraid and distressed. Again, we see this duplicate Lashon. What, what are these two similar expressions of fear referred to? So the Beis Alevi writes that Yaakov was afraid of the possibility that Esav may kill him, but he was also distressed about the risk that Esav would become close to him. The same thing we're saying over here. Now, before we move on, the, I do want to share with you another answer for this question. What's Miyad Achi Miyad Esav? So the Zohar Kadosh says, from here you see another very, very important thing. Achi, really in Hebrew, can mean not necessarily my brother, but someone that we're close to. Like you know, some people here in slang in Hebrew say, Shalom Achi, Manishma. Meaning, Achi is like someone close to me. Like, also in English, we know, we say that, my brother. So, 
that doesn't really imply it's Esav, and therefore he also has to say, not Stam, I'm, ta- I'm referring to literally my brother, Miyad Esav. The Zohar HaKadosh says that from this Pasuk we learn, from this Pasuk we learn, that a person needs to describe in his prayers exactly what he means. That's what he said, that's the idea we see from here, and that's why a person has to be very specific when he davens. The Shlach HaKadosh asks, what's Pshat in this, why? And he answers, because the Kaddish Buchu created the world in such a way that when we daven and pray and say the words in Lashon HaKodesh, it has strength, it has koyach, it has the power to be bokeh arikim, that's his Lashon, which means to go through all the skies until it gets to Kisa HaKavod. And that's how our prayers are heard better. So it's, it's the best the best to describe exactly what we need, what we're davening to HaKodesh Buchu for. And that's why it's also better to daven Lashon HaKodesh. Which is, by the way, why I asked all of you to send me your names. Al-Kopanin, back to us, we see that Beis Alevi already proved from two different statements in the Torah about Yaakov Avinu that he was worried of two things. He was also worried, and even more worried, by the spiritual threat that Esav has to Yaakov if they would become brotherly and friends. And he was also scared from the Pashtas, which is the physical threat he would have to him and his family. I want to share with you another idea, another way we can see this in the Psukim. It says later on that that uh, that Esav was kissing Vaishakeu, he kissed he kissed Yaakov. Yeah, in in Pasuk Perik Lamed Gimel Pasuk Dalet, it says that at the beginning, Esav ran towards him, he hugged him, and he kissed him. On on the word kissed, he kissed him, Vaishakeu has many dots on the, on the top. And if you look carefully in the Midrash, you'll see there's two different opinions what this means. Either he kissed him, or he actually tried to bite him. But HaKadosh Buhu made a miracle that his uh, neck will will turn into into stone, and it broke all his teeth. And therefore, it looks like he kissed him. So I heard, B'Shem Mashgiach, he said, Lichora, that's so weird. These two, these two different ways of explaining what happened are totally contradictory one to another. Does that make sense? It's a bit odd. And he explains, no. Esav knew the only way he can beat Yaakov is either through the physical way, and if not, he has to become friendly with him, and through the spiritual way, he should have an effect on him and negatively affect his spiritual level. And that's exactly what happened. He tried. One opinion says he tried to the physical. And it could be they're not, they're not even arguing on each other. He tried to the physical. And then when he saw it didn't work, then he said, okay, I'll go another route and become close to him. We see the same idea, perhaps. I saw B'Shem Ravitzcha Katner's Natal says the following. We see in Yaakov's earlier words to Esav that he also recognized the more subtle spiritual threat posed by Esav. Why? He famously tells Esav, I lived with Lavan, the evil one, and I kept the 613 mitzvot. And I did not learn from his evil ways. Ravitzchak Hatner asks, points out that the last part of Yaakov's message, and I did not learn from his evil ways, that was seems superfluous because it's so obvious. If he kept the 613 mitzvahs, obviously he didn't learn from his evil ways. So what's pshat? The answer is that it is possible to keep the mitzvahs and yet be influenced by someone like Lavan. A person can keep on a superficial level all the mitzvahs 
and yet have values that are not 100% based on the Torah, rather on those of the outside world. Accordingly, Yaakov was telling Esav that Levan was completely unable to influence Yaakov's 100% avoidance Hashem. And that's exactly what Yaakov alluded to Esav, that he would also be unable to influence, to influence him. There's another Midrash that brings this and says that when Esav and Yaakov saw each other for the first time, Esav tried to convince Yaakov to be to have an agreement to be together. And they'll share Olam Azen, Olam Abba. And that's exactly what Yaakov was scared of and he wasn't willing to do that also. So that fits with that Midrash as well. One last question that, it come, that our idea over here comes to answer is that towards, towards right after this encounter with Esav, at the end, it says, you see that at the end, he, Esav begs him, come on, let's go together. Let's go together now and walk hand in hand and I'll walk with you. The Pasuk says, let's, Let me go with you now. Now we'll be together. And Yaakov, that's what he davened, that he won't be friends with him, go together with him. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu answered his prayers because he was able to convince him, No, don't go with me. It's not good. All the tzon and the bakal, all the flock I have will die. And you know, the little kids, until we walk. And at the end, it says that indeed, Esav left. Esav left on his own. Everyone, the Farshim asked, what's the relevance of us knowing that on the same day Esav left Yaakov? It says, He went to Seir. What's the significance of that piece of information? According to what we're saying, it's very good because that's one of the things that Yaakov davened for is that he did not want to be close and have the negative effect that Esav can have on him. Akopanim one last idea, seeing that we're getting close to Hanukkah, is that these are the two. This this is the main difference between Hanukkah and Purim, and evidently we know that Purim was first in history, and then Hanukkah came. On Purim, they tried to get rid of us physically, which is why we have a mitzvah to dafka celebrate in a physical sense and have Sudas Purim. We don't have such a mitzvah on Hanukkah. On the other hand. On Hanukkah, they tried to get rid of us spiritually. That's why it's a more spiritual holiday. They tried to get rid of us spiritually by becoming close to us and convincing us, and then forcefully convincing us, but to, to, to be like them. Mainly, we see these two ideas and two threats. Yiratzon, that we take this idea and ensure that not only do we keep the Torah and mitzvahs like we were brought up by our families, but that we know and do our utmost not to be affected by the so overpowering influence Western world out there. Good job.